Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. As always, joining me today is Mr. Andrew Decker. Hello, everybody. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. All right. Got uh, my dog, Winston. I got a Topo Chico. Got a microphone in my hand. I'm ready, man. Yeah, me too. Actually, my microphone is on my desk. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Mine is actually in your hand. I'd be Well, I've got a dog in my lap. It's kind of, you know... It's more comfortable for him. Well, it, if I hold it in my hand, you know what I mean. Let, yeah, no, I'm not going there. <laughs> so, what I meant to say. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> uh, so talking about awkward conversations. Um, have you ever been in the holdover or at the jail? And this yes. is where I really hear this. Oh. Um, and you get a question of, "Hey, can I get a 1244A?" Hey, man, give me a 1244A. I know you're good for it. I know you can do that. I know you can do it. Yeah, you're a good lawyer. Yeah, well, they got that last part right. They may not have the first part right. Right, because this isn't Whataburger. You don't just get to order it your way. You, yeah. don't, you don't get to say no pickles and you get no pickles. It, it's frustrating, especially like when you know your guys been around Shout enough. Shout out to Whataburger. We love some Whataburger. Seriously, guys. I mean, we are still looking for some sponsors. <laughs> if you uh, own a corporation and just really want to send us stuff, looking at you, Elon Musk, uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. whoever bought Whataburger recently. You guys, uh, you know, just send us some swag. Yeah. We'll talk about you all day. Yeah. Anywho. (laughs) So it's really frustrating when you know the person who's asking it is asking it because he's been in the system multiple times to know the specific code section uh, to to ask for. Right. So what is, what, what does that mean? 1244? What are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the penal code. Um, Chapter 12. Point four four, right? Subsection A in this case, um, and it's where a state jail felony can be punished like a misdemeanor. Yeah, wait a second. I know my head's hurting. And mine too. Okay, so what do you mean? What What do you mean there? Okay, so a state jail felony. I wish I had a more sophisticated question <laughs> other than <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. Well, let's talk about a state jail felony. First, yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Common state jail felonies, possession of a controlled substance under one gram, right? Yep. That's probably our most common, uh, unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, right? Yep. Um, those are, those are the two biggies that I see. Uh, I'm sure there are others, but those are so the common yep. that I, I can't think of any others off the top right, of my head. Right. I mean, yeah, those are, we see those probably, you know, 70, 75% of our practice. And, and I bet all of our defenders know exactly what we're talking about. Um, but, you know, DWI with the child, um, you know, the some, some assault cases that, you know, I mean, there's, there's just some others. There's Isn't DWI theft, with a child a third? What did I say? You said state jail felony. What are we talking about? Stage of felonies. <clears throat> so anyway, we're going to move on. So the, <laughs> uh, right. So possession cases. Possession of a controlled <laughs> substance under one gram and unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. Right. And, and so it's going to be one of those episodes. It is when we're recording a Friday afternoon. It feels amazing outside. Right. And I'm stuck in this office. With me. Recording an episode. <laughs> with me. <laughs> <laughs> Bear with us, y'all. All right. But so, so we're talking about pretty common offenses, right? Right. Um, uh, especially the possession of a controlled substance and somebody's in, in custody and you, especially if they're in custody, you go see them and the state jail felony normally gets by code 
180, no less than 180 days, no more than two years in the state jail, which is kind of an in-between between between your county jail and your penitentiary. I wouldn't want to go there. It actually sounds worse from everything I hear than either the county jail or the penitentiary. Right. Day for day, very little options for parole. Um, uh, It's kind of a a legislative hell, uh, the state jail felony. Um, But in some cases, that that state jail felony, instead of getting 180 days or two up to two years in the state jail, you can get a 1244A where the court can then punish the defendant as if it were a misdemeanor. And the real bonus there is that the sheriff, you know, can look at let's just say it's a guy that gets nine months, right? That could be easily a state jail that could also be a class a misdemeanor because of the ranges overlapping but nine months in the county jail he's going to get good time two for one he can he might even have some skill that the sheriff needs you know like working on something and yeah and like yeah so the good time credit he could be a trustee Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, so so Mr. Harris just turned to driving while intoxicated with a child passenger. It is a state jail felony. I I stand corrected because, you know, guys, just because I am like, you know, I'm I'm obsessive about that kind of stuff. Well, you know, it is. So it's the first mistake I made today <laughs> this week. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going to lie twice in the same episode. Well, here's the, um, so, so we do have a bifurcated system, right? For a number of reasons, if you can get a 1244A, it's better off. It's a lot better off for, for our clients. Um, the bifurcated system, there's a, there's the guilt innocence phase of a trial. There's the punishment phase of a trial. That's true. Even if you are pleading a case out, there's the conviction and then there's the punishment. So, um, the 1244A splits that, uh, you have the felony conviction punishable in the county jail. Right. So we like the punishable in the county jail because lots of times someone's been there, let's say 45 days, 60 days on a, on a, you know, point, a point one gram, right? So a 10th of a gram, they've got just a little bit of something they're not supposed to have. And you know, especially if the county jail is full or this is, you know, somebody who's a first offender, you know, and they're, they, they kind of, they don't really have any criminal history. And they, they overall have good stuff going on. The county, attor- the, the, count- the district attorney may look at it and go, let's give him, let's give him 180 days. He's got 90 days in. It's called credit time served. Yep. Yeah. Right? For all intents and, and purposes. And, yeah. and this guy's walking out the door or woman. Um, the problem is, what's the problem with that? It's a state jail conviction. Yeah. What happens if I have two state jail convictions and I get pick up a third one, Mr. Harris? So here's the deal, right? Because this is something that you and I were just talking about. Right. It, when we talk, we do about actually do some fact checking before we come on. Very on the air. little, as I think all of you can tell. <laughs> but but we were I I was confused and I get easily confused uh, on many topics. Um, but especially on enhancement topics, right? You, in order for you to get a state jail felony enhanced up to a third degree, you have to have two prior convictions for a state jail felony. Right. And I didn't know, I was asking Mr. Decker here, um, you know, would this qualify? <clears throat> because 
you know, you're spending your time in misdemeanor. Usually you have to do some pin time for, you know, for an right. enhancement. Or well, let's remember what a final conviction is. A final conviction is you do your time in custody. Right. Yeah. So we, it, it, you look through, through what that means and we did find it in the statute where we're actually true. Um, it counts as a final conviction because you did your time in custody. It wasn't probated. It wasn't dismissed. And it's a felony conviction. It is a state jail felony conviction. It counts for enhancement purposes. Yeah. At um, least according to our research. Right. We, we, you know, Andrew was right. I, I had the hypothesis like, no, I think it's going to be viewed as a misdemeanor. Um, so it's not going to, they wouldn't count it. But I, I think according to the code, that's 12.425. Um, I, I think you're, I think it's absolutely right. right. It's going to be used as a, now, uh, I don't know that I've, I've, I don't know that I've ever seen a 1244A conviction used. Yeah. Um, usually by the time we get someone who's got, who's being enhanced from a state jail felony to a third degree, they're not listing two. They've got three or four. Yeah. They got some other issues going um, on, you know, but, but it, if you go by the book, right. Two, so two possessions of a controlled substance. Then you get that that DWI with the child passenger or the unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, unrelated to to right. one of the things people. I mean, I always get asked, "Well, man, I've only done drug charges. This is an assault. Yeah, it's not related. Right? <laughs> no, it is. It's a conviction. Yeah, that's what they're looking at. They don't care what kind it was. They don't care where it was. It doesn't right. have to be in Texas. Had a guy just the other day. I've got my. I got some convictions out of California. Right. Those count. They just haven't seen them yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely do. And so we may want to plea out on that faster than let them find those California convictions and, you know, enhance you on up uh, on different things. Yeah. So. So it's great in the sense of if you're a one time offender. Right. And the first time offender always believes they're a one time offender. Yeah. Right. No one thinks. This is going to be the first of many trips I take to the county jail or to the state jail or to the penitentiary. Thankfully, in reality, most people don't do more than one trip. Yeah, that's true. Um, but th that, that's, that's the 1244A, and we get asked about them all the time. But Mr. Harith, what, what, if, what if I come in with a third-degree felony? Uh-huh. Can I get a 1244A? Uh, I mean, we would have to get that third degree felony reduced in some way to a state jail felony. So the code can open that, uh, that door up to the 1244. Right, but yeah, but no, as a third degree felony, it's not, it, it's not open to us. Right. Um, the, you know, and trying to explain that to some clients, you know, they think as lawyers, we can just pull any old rabbit out of the hat. Uh, that's, that's not necessarily true. I mean, I can perform some miracles on some cases. I'm going to step away for the lightning that's about to strike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, in all honesty, I've seen you perform some miracle on well, some cases. Well, we, we've both done some good work and we know lots of other attorneys who do some really good work. Yeah. And, and I mean, and, some things that I've missed on cases you've picked up on, it's definitely like been a learning experience for me for sure. But well, but that's but, but this I think, is something that's illegal in the code, not typically going to fly with a prosecutor or a judge. Right. Now, if, if it's something like it's again, if it's over a gram between one and four grams, 
we're at a third degree felony. Let's say they have a 1.2. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for some reason, because it's, you know, that's a third degree felony and they couldn't post bond. They're now at like 190 days in the county jail. It's not going to get to trial in the next six months. They might, they might 1244A that, reduce it to under yeah. a gram and cut this man or woman loose with, you know, basically 200 days in the county jail. Yeah. Especially if the, you know, depending on the facts of the case. Right. Right. First uh, offense, no first other, offense. no other problems. They're, they're, they're cooperative with the police. Right. right. But I, I, I guarantee you, you, you work a, a deal like that on one of your clients. Oh. You're going to get somebody the next week who says, man, hey, I heard exactly. I heard, I know you can do this. I know. And you look at the video and it's like, you know, yeah, that the first guy was like an angel to the cops, like crying, you know, gave them everything. You know, this next guy is like, just like such reached a under, like, like pulls out the, pulls out the meth and goes, it's right here. I'm so sorry. You know, yeah. like, like, Oh Lord, the next guy's like, man, you can't search my car. You can't do that. Where are my rights? I'm not answering any questions for you. Where's my lawyer? And you're like, or just bad, yeah, bad mouthing them, <sighs> just being a jerk. And right. uh, and you're like, yeah, that prosecutor generally likes his cops or their cops. Right. I, I've had uh, a few cases where I've told I've told my client, we're not putting this in front of a jury because the number of F bombs you drop towards the cop yeah. will get you convicted. Absolutely. You know, yeah. just that alone is almost just gonna j- just piss you know, off a jury. Per- perception is reality, right? right? Like whether or not they are actually a jerk, maybe they just had a bad day. But you're, if you're acting like that to a cop in front of a jury, it better be a dang good case for you. <laughs> right. So, so the 1244A can't be a third-degree felony. It has to be a state jail felony. Um, it does count as a final conviction for a state jail. Uh, but you get punished as a misdemeanor. And we get asked about them all the time. Um, but there's a 1244B. Yeah, this is my current favorite right now. Right. I, I've never had one. Right. So yeah. what, so what's the difference? What does a 1244B do for us? Okay. Mr. So remember that bifurcated trial system we have in Texas, there's the guilt innocence phase. There's the punishment phase. 1244A only reduces that punishment phase to a misdemeanor. 1244B reduces both phases, the guilt innocence and the punishment phase to a misdemeanor. So, so takes that state jail felony and you are being prosecuted in full as if it were a misdemeanor. It'd be a misdemeanor conviction with misdemeanor time. Mm-hmm. Now, I say this is my current favorite because, uh, you know, I think a lot of counties are now turning to pretrial diversions to kind of um, help out with the backlog of uh, from COVID-19 and just the increase in arrest in general that we have. 1244B is a good, uh, is, is a good disposition or, or option for you if you cannot otherwise get your client into a pretrial diversion program. Right. One of the differences between 1244A and 1244B, 1244B requires right. yeah. the request of the prosecuting attorney. So the court can't go on their own finding of facts, give, right. give that. They have to get it from the prosecuting attorney. But especially in some, in some counties, uh, right. And we deal with lots of counties. We, we again, we, we kind of talked through this beforehand. We have counties where THC, um, you know, and I look at a vape pen and I, I automatically assume it's THC at this point. Yep, exactly. Um, so if, and that, and that, that may be where I'm jaded. It's maybe one of the few 
you know, places where I just kind of have put it, put it in my head. Um, but if I'm caught with THC, it doesn't matter how much there is. That's a state jail felony. If it's, if it's less than a gram. Right. So we have how many clients come in, they're charged with THC possession and they say, man, it's just some marijuana. No, no, it is not because marijuana. It's, it's been, it's been processed out of the leaf. Right. Right. And there have been a few cases where uh, we've hired some experts um, to look at and talk about the amount of THC in the pin is less than the amount of THC in an ounce of marijuana. One's a state jail felony. One's a class B misdemeanor. Right. And so sometimes you can. It, that's where our prosecutor signs will go. Look, I understand. We're gonna we're gonna prosecute this what I end up asking for is a lesser included, right? Let's call it marijuana. Sometimes though, they don't want to do that. They want to leave it as THC in the judgment, but they'll say, and this is where you've done it kind of different, different ways to skin the same right. cat. Yeah. Um, so what do you ask for? 1244 be deferred. Nice. Yeah. So look at you being, so then, putting all the, all the things together. Oh, that's right, man. That's me. You know, me cut, cross the T's and, and dot the I's or something. So, um, yeah, 1244B deferred, right? Because it, it's, it really doesn't help your client if they don't have any criminal history. You, yeah, you got the case reduced to a misdemeanor. That's great with a 1244B, but they still have a conviction, you know, that's still going to follow them around for the rest of their life. They're going to have to tell people, well, yeah, I mean, technically it was a felony, it was, you know, it's, it's a misdemeanor conviction, but you know, only because my lawyer is amazing, you know, but so get them, you know, if you do get that reduced to a misdemeanor, just ask for a deferred, uh, a lot of prosecutors say, Oh, okay. There's really, there's really no extra paperwork. It's just a regular deferred adjudication. You're just, you know, it's just on a 1244 B. Right. Yeah. So we, we've, we've saved them several pieces that way. There's not a felony conviction. Uh, with the deferred, there's not a conviction at all. Right. You might be able to get that non-disclosed so that, you know, your average employer can't see it. Um, especially if you can't find, if you can't convince or don't have the option for a pretrial diversion program or, uh, something like that, which thankfully more and more counties are doing, but some counties are still looking at THC and they're flat saying it's a state jail felony. We're not coming down off of that. Well, and, and if you even have your your lab test back from the THC. Uh, I know, um, you know, I just got an email from a prosecutor that said DPS labs, the one that we use here or for most of our cases, anyways, um, they won't be certified to test for THC, um, until, or maybe they're backlogged or something until like early 2022. So, um, I've been able to work out a lot of cases, especially pre indictment, just because of that backlog, just trying to clear up, um, something like that. So, uh, you know, th this time is very difficult for a lot of people. It, it is even more so if you have criminal charges pending over your head. So use this time, use this backlog as, uh, you know, to your benefit. That I think would be a, a great way to serve your clients, maybe even couch it in terms of, of helping the, the prosecutor out. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, but to remember that there are other arsenals, right? There are always different ways to skin the cat. Yeah. See if you can help out your client. See if you can help move a case. See if you can do something for them. Um, 
you just never know. Uh, in 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 terms of you know talking about the THC and marijuana, eventually the legislature is going to have to do something to say we're really going to have to talk about how we punish marijuana and THC. They're the same drug just because they're concentrated. Yeah, you know that. I think whether, whether we make it all legal or not, yeah, we, we've got to the the headaches because the average person thinks it's marijuana and right. they're both legal in other states and they're both illegal here. And so you know. and I, and I, I think we've actually talked about this on the podcast, or at least I've made some comments um, uh, to, to our listeners, to everybody that I talk to, THC should be removed from penalty group two and placed in two a, that's the same penalty group as, um, as synthetic marijuana. There's, there's a minimum usage requirement um, you know, right now, any amount, even residue can be prosecuted. Uh, it, it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I think. Well, in the, the real issue is, is that the people who are getting caught with it are 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds Yep. between May, between March and May. Yeah. Why? Because they went skiing in spring break. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're bringing it back. Hey, right. Yeah, they're ready for, for the sure, end of school. They're, they're doing something fun, and they think it's kind of fun and cool, and it's not that big of a deal because they were able to do it, and they bought it, and they bring it home. And I mean, think, yeah, I could easily, you know, those, those, you're supposed to be 18 carts, to be able to buy it, right? right? But, like those carts, like you, you know, if you have more than one cart, it's probably going to be over a gram. And now we're talking like you have zero history. You may not have even graduated high school and you have a third degree felony pending against you. Yeah. That, not good. Not good. Not, not going to look good to, uh, to colleges or trade schools or whatever you're looking to do with your life. Right. So, or the military. Yeah. The military, certainly for sure. Um, Federal student aid. Um, all, all those things you know, can be affected. And absolutely. so again, this wasn't about, this is not supposed to be about TAC and marijuana It's just but because, it, because THC. these, because that that state jail felony in our world is often THC or a little bit of meth or a little bit of uh, cocaine. Cocaine. Those are pretty much the big ones. Um, they come up. It comes up in what we do every day, and so we see how that one cartridge versus again up to four ounces of marijuana. And if there's one thing I've learned doing this job is four ounces of marijuana is a lot of marijuana. It is. It's, it's like so much weed. <laughs> and I don't smoke weed. I don't, I don't know partake, how I don't know how long that would last, but it's like a pile. Yeah. Like, dude. I think it's like it's two of the gallon size bags full, isn't it? I, I don't know. I think it's that's right. Like, it's you know, those shocking. gallon storage bags. It's shocking. It's a lot of marijuana. You I mean, know, it but, I don't know anybody who would use that as like for personal usage. You know what I mean? Yeah, not personally. No, no. <laughs> I mean, like I, I would be very surprised. Like somebody buy, has like three point nine uh, ounces of marijuana, green leafy bud on them. I, I'd be like, man, you're selling, aren't you? Man, yeah, <laughs> you're, how, you're how buying much in cash bulk. You got in your pocket. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, you know. man. Or, or they are just stoned all the time. Just, yeah, constantly right. stoned. They get a, they get, you know, like a Sam's discount because they're just <laughs> buying in bulk. Well, it's the way know, we buy Topo Chico's. <laughs> that's right. So, so the point of this episode is, you know, obviously just like any good defender, know your local jurisdiction. Know if you're, if your offices, your DA's offices offer pretrial diversions, that should be first. You, you, you know, if you have a case where the state's going to win, you, you should be looking at, uh, a pretrial diversion, but don't forget 
these little magical sections in the code that allow for some flexibility. 1244A, 1244 is one of those sections, A and B. Right. And if you don't remember, your people in custody will. You're, you're absolutely, you will be reminded <laughs> frequently if you've done this job more than probably a week. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the best, though, is in the holdover where there's a group of them and somebody got a 1244A and now everybody in the room thinks they're getting 1244As and you're like, dude, you're being charged with child pornography. You're not, <laughs> yeah, this has nothing exactly. to do with you getting a 1244A. Yeah, that guy's You're going to be lucky you're not castrated. Yeah, man. Ooh, um, yeah. So uh, you, you got to know your code book. You got to read your code book. Also, um, you know, just talk talk to the prosecutors yeah they, they i'm not gonna say they're our friends um some of them i am friends with but often talking to them especially if you know a client and you know a situation you can work out things better than if you just come in and beg without anything behind you yeah i mean that i think just how to negotiate is a whole 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 uh, issue that that we could probably have a whole nother uh, topic on. Um, I think it's something that we do not as defense attorneys get trained in enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, to, in order to effectively negotiate a case, you've got to know the code, you've got to know your, your case, you got to know your client's history and background and, and be able to, to share a little bit more about who that person is behind the offense report to the prosecutor. Yeah. You know, in a, in a empathetic and compassionate way. Right. You know, and sometimes prosecutors are going to shoot you down and we get it. We know those prosecutors. Well, and sometimes think like a prosecutor, you'd shoot you down too. Cause you'd be like, yes, all that's really nice and sweet, but he acts like a jerk to the cop. He cusses them out and well, yeah, you know, yeah. It's so definitely like know which ones, which arguments going to work. I, there's the, the one that my clients always tell me is like, man, I got to get home to my kids. And I'm like, bro, you were like running how much, how much heroin, you know, did you have? Like, they don't want you near your yeah. kids, man. CPS is like, taking your kids. That's now we're just work. negotiating where you're you know? going to live. Yeah. So just be, you know, it's it, have compassion, have empathy. A lot of times we do this for our clients, you know, for, you know, to help them, but also to show them that we're actually, somebody's actually fighting for them, but also know what, what, what argument is going to work with your particular right. prosecutor. That's exactly true. So normally we have fun questions, but we've kind of done those uh, already for us. Um, right. So I, I don't really have any questions to end the, in this episode. Do you? Well, no, we know this is a shorter one. We've kind of gone, a, gotten into the habit of doing like a 45 minute show. So we wanted to do something a little bit shorter. Um, well, the days are getting shorter. Yeah. And we want to be outside enjoying the cool weather. Yes, we do. And we want you to as well. So, you know, I hope you enjoyed this read 1244 a, and it's B. a short code. You can Very read it quickly. Short very short and then go outside and then just you know enjoy life man <laughs> that's all that's really that's all that's important that's all, that's all we're gonna tell you yeah i all don't right. smoke weed I, that last comment notwithstanding <laughs> and on that note you can find us on the web at uh, texascrimdefense.com you can find us on facebook at andrew and andrew on texas criminal defense you can find us on apple and spotify you can find us well you can also just call us uh, Google us. You Google Andrew Harris or Andrew Decker and thank you will you for, find us. Thank you for enunciating my last name. You're welcome. Appreciate it. I don't have Texas a list. TexasCrimDefense.com. That's where you can locate us there.